wanking your blues away, wanking your blues away. If you haven't had a promise and you haven't got a sister or a wife, and your brother's not keen, you can get to the promised land. The answer's right there in your hand. Try wanking to the rhythm of life. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Swans Big Footy Podcast. My name is Bonds. Joining me today we have Sir Swans. Good evening. Hey, I actually got your name right for once. <laughs> Thank you. What's <laughs> Who will not be mod? Yeah, look, that's a pretty low blow and um, it's going to happen. And Milky, who I have nothing witty to say about. Hello. Now, we're coming off a... Pretty run-of-the-mill performance against Carlton, 60-point win. About what most of us expected, not what Vaughn wanted, obviously, but the, even the gods will make sure she does not become mod. You know what, though? Let me just say something. Last week on the podcast, I definitely said something along the lines of just pretend Sydney have a minus 60, so they start the game 60 points behind. You so by that points. logic, we actually drew the game. You said 50 points. So. No, I said 60 points. She said 60 points. I did. Well, we didn't bet about that. You're still not becoming mod. No, but the point is, if we start from 60 points down and we kick 60 points, that means that we'd broke even. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, that just means that I'll have to do my make Von mod uh, another time. It's not over. The campaign isn't over. It's going to happen. Bond will not be mod, listeners. Don't worry. You have nothing to panic about. <laughs> Anyways, on to important topics, not fantasy topics <laughs> that Bond dreams of in his sleep. Um, it was actually not the worst performance we had. A 60-point win without Grundy in defense. We saw Sam Reid, who I've actually gave best on ground to on the weekend, um, did a really wonderful job on Henderson, barely lost a one-on-one contest. In fact, Henderson didn't even have a shot on goal, which is superb defense and really gives us something to look forward to maybe when Richards retires in the future, as I thought it was a really good performance. We got Buddy into form, both with his kicking and, yeah, seven goals clear. And Jetta probably has been going from strength to strength this year and had his best game. So Swans, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, um, I thought it was a pretty solid win, if not a rather dull affair. Or not the best way to spend a Friday night, I guess, if you're a neutral fan. But um, I was impressed with a few people. I thought Jetta played a nice, consistent game. I was happy Franklin kicked seven. As You know, you can't sneeze at that. Jack actually played probably one of his better games for the year. Mitchell kept up his form. Um, but we probably, everyone was down on numbers and rotated out of the midfield, I thought, because we had control of the game. Like, Kennedy got a bit less of it. Um, Cunningham still looks a little off the pace, but he still racked up a bit of it. Um, yeah, I just thought it was a good, solid win. Rowan continues to impress me with his endeavour, but he doesn't get the reward for effort. I thought Robinson, who I didn't expect much of, had a very good debut. I actually was quite pleased and surprised with some of the work he did. It was good to see him get a goal. Um, but other than that, a pretty non-eventful game with nothing really... To- came out of it, you know, nothing in the media will talk about or anything like that. I can't remember anything like that. I think it was, yeah, one for that goes to the back pages we never hear of again. Milky, what were your thoughts on the game? Oh, I was happy that Franklin got his kicking boots on. I thought a lot of people thought about resting him. I was very much him playing, so he could do exactly this. 
get back, kick himself back into form. I'm very happy that it was seven goals, zero behinds is the main thing that we were accurate. I'm very much a fan of when we kick accurately, 19 goals to eight is a very, very good return. And I'm pretty sure we only missed, I think it was like two or three set shots for the whole game, which is really, really good for us. Uh, Hanabry just keeps on keeping on. Eight tackles for the game. Didn't get his 30 touches, but two goals as well. Mitchell going well. Jeddah, fantastic. Uh, you mentioned Reed earlier. Uh, Cunningham was I was a bit still a bit iffy on. Robinson I thought had a fantastic debut. Was absolutely proud of him. And Pike no kicks for the game. Fifty three hit outs, but uh, he all the Kennedy's toes. <laughs> yeah, or to a um, Carlton midfielder. They mm. destroyed us clearances early on. 10, 10 centre clearances to fifteen. And we only 34 to 33 at stoppages. So Look, in, I'm still worried about that. In our midfielders defense on the weekend, especially around a lot of the times, they cleared a ball out of the pack, but we'd have players on the outside who bring it inside 50 for us. Like you don't have a inside 50 differential of 62 to 45 if we're getting smashed out of the clearances. Oh, we only lost clearances by four, but particularly early on, if, if, we're, if our clearance work was like it was, Compared to a much higher, much more quality team, I'd be I'd be very worried. You know what, though, so much has been made about the clearances, about how you know Carlton beat us in that. But if, if you actually look back and, at our clearance statistics, we have never been a strong clearance team. Against Hawthorne last week, they had twenty more clearances than us. We actually broke even with Melbourne in clearances. Uh, we broke in just with Geelong as well. So we've actually never had a game where we've comprehensively won all the clearances. So I don't know, like, I just don't know how much importance you put on a statistic like that. But, I mean, that being said, the midfield was down and something that I've noticed that uh, Kennedy Kennedy obviously is not renowned for his outside work and that's completely fine. Uh, but some of his kicking uh, around the field has been very questionable. Like, it's... It's resulted in turnovers at least two or three times against Hawthorne and against Carlton as well, and they applied next to no pressure. So we were actually very clean uh, with our skills for once because there was no pressure despite the incredible 60 tackles or something that the commentators kept wanking over. Um, But, yeah, no, I definitely want to give kudos to Mitchell uh, and Jack as well because Hannahs and Luke definitely got tagged out of it in the first half of the game. So for them to step up, you know, when the pressure was off them and, and actually take responsibility was something I was really happy about. And Mitchell's on, like Mitchell's kicking around the grounds a lot better than Kennedy's, uh, at least in that game. So that's, that's I thought that was pretty comprehensive. We're allowed yeah, to say wank on the show, are we? <laughs> Look, one thing I will say about our clearances, uh, I did feel on the weekend and I tried touching on it before, I feel as if when teams get clearances against us, they're very much nothing clearances. Like they just they wanky. Get, yeah, they, they handball... <laughs> get <yes>. lost. <laughs> they, they handball the ball out of a pack, but it doesn't really go anywhere. I feel a lot of the time that we get a clearance out, we get a um chain of handballs running out and we're clear of congestion. We fuck up the kick at the end, but we're clearing congestion on our clearances, which is the most important thing. Well, fuck in, Wink. Um, we're actually the eighth side for clearance differential in the, the league, so actually not too bad. But as Vaughn said, it 
what does it matter? Because Brisbane, I think, are third best in the league and Collingwood are up there. So it's not really... I think it's an overrated stat in modern football at times. Collingwood and I think could win on the weekend, though. Yeah, yeah low north. Low north, but yeah. I, I think it was just a game where Sydney control the game. Um, and yeah, so it was a good win all up and um, I hope no one noticed that edit there. <laughs> 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 Moving on to our opposition this week, as I don't really think we have a huge amount to talk about with this game, it was only Carlton, and we can only joke about Von. Not you know what? No, 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 Bonds. I actually have something to talk about, even though it's only Carlton. I want to ask. I want to ask how you guys thought Brandon Jack did a sub. I, I'm gonna be. I didn't notice him a huge amount. He, he got a bit of the ball and ran forward somewhat, but. He didn't do anything really to stand out. I think he'll be back in the reserves this week. Yeah, I think he'll go back as he'll go back as well. Uh, four tackles, I believe, and I have an echo. I'm sorry, guys. Can you guys hear that? No. No, no, no. Because I can hear myself talking after <laughs> I actually see talking. Going. This is sorry. a very sound professional show. <laughs> I overbeat. <laughs> I think it's a sign from the gods that we should make fun mod. <laughs> sorry about that, guys. I think a PJ on a Friday night is always all right, but I don't know that he was up to AFL standard. I've seen enough. Brandon Jack for 24, 15? Yeah. He was average. I can't believe you're one to turn down a BJ. Um, but personally, you know what? I know I said this on the board, and you guys may not agree with this, but I wouldn't mind seeing him play again. I'm not convinced that Towers or Cunningham, who we have seen as sub multiple times, I'm not convinced that they could have come on and made more of an impact. I thought that he got himself into a very good uh, position, like to receive a handball or, you know, and obviously in the end they elected not to handball it to him, which is fine, that was a better option. But I thought he did, considering the limited game time he had, I thought he did quite well. His tackling pressure was really good. Um, Oh, really good considering he only played like seven minutes or something. And, yeah, I, I wouldn't be against – I think maybe Bird uh, as sub is something I'd like to trial against Gold Coast, but I honestly wouldn't mind Brad and Jack being sub again. Like I know Towers had a strong game in the reserves, but he's just a meh sub to me. The thing Brandon Jack has in his favour is that he is capable of playing a position that we sorely lack in a crumbing small forward, so – I mean, if he could come on and develop that role, there is a potential opening for him. But I, I, I just don't know if he's going to make it. But that's just my view. But I, again, you're probably right. Give him a go against the Gold Coast. He's already there. I'd put Heaney in for small forward. But the question I'd like to pose to you guys: Assuming that Grundy does come back next week, and we've got the just the sub essentially, Brandon Jack, Daniel Robinson, Isaac Heaney, Craig Bird, Dean Towers, Harry Cunningham. Who's your sub? What's Heaney? Back? Yeah, Heaney's... Oh, he's, he's, how many more weeks has he got left? Like, probably 20. <laughs> well, got, assuming all of them He's got another two weeks. He's got another two weeks. Yeah. Well, putting that they were all fit, who's your 22nd player? If well, I'm fit, horny for Heaney. I don't even know how to answer this question. Heaney's the first player picked. He's got a sub. Oh, yeah. but, you know, that's, that's true. I'll take that back. If he's coming back from injury, maybe, and we can only expect him to get perhaps 20 disposals in the last quarter and a couple of goals, but... You know how we were talking about Wank, and now we're talking about Heaney? I feel like this is a very good time to be horny for Heaney yet again. (laughs) 
No, um, but in all seriousness, to answer your question, Heaney obviously is a starting player. He, You wouldn't make him sub, but we haven't seen Bird a sub this year. Like, I know he's played sub uh, in the grand final or something, I think. Final series. No, in the grand finals, you're, you're a man. Oh, no, but that was in 2012. I'm talking about the one that didn't exist in 2014 last year. What grand final yeah, are you Bird. talking about? I don't want to talk about it. Let's just move on. <laughs> Actually, someone who I um didn't mind on the weekend and I think would perhaps be a good sub-choice would be Daniel Robinson. Um, Shodi can move forward, kick a goal if needed. Um, it was a nice kick and he had a couple of assists on the weekend. Can play inside and outside in the midfield. I can see him actually being a decent sub-choice um, next weekend against Gold Coast. Moving forward, though, I think it's just going to be a rotating option. I, I like Gary Rowan as the sub still. I think he's the best sub on our list. But whether we want to lose that pressure early on in the game is something that'll be up to the coaches. Says once, who would you have as sub? Uh, we spent a lot of time talking about it, but it's the Gold Coast Suns, so I don't really care. I think... Um, no, it depends who's fit. I mean, we might have McVeigh out this week. We might have Grundy out. So I just think it's usually your last pick midfielder or a young player to have a go. So it's not really an issue for me. Players like Bird and stuff, I'm not keen on a sub just because slow, plodding, dead weight type players aren't necessarily the best sub. But yeah, I mean, if you could find a similar Gary Rowland type, they're always my favourite subs. Or Mark Seabee, if he is available, is a good sub, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Worst Grundy, Grundy and McVeigh were only I mean Grundy would have played if it was an actual AFL team and McVeigh was pretty much just rested essentially. So yeah. I don't like I'm I'm sure I don't think the coach would want them missing two games in a row. So I imagine they'll be back. So who would you take out for Grundy? Brandon, Brandon Jack. Jack. Brandon Jack. And then have Rob- Robinson the sub? Yeah. Yes. If Lloyd comes back, I'll drop Cunningham as well. Yeah, I would do that. Then but then Lloyd have Lloyd as the sub. And, yeah. I would not have Lloyd as the sub. If he, only because he's coming back from an injury. No, he, was he injured? He was, I he don't was think admitted. he was injured. He was admitted. I would actually like to see... Um, originally, I wanted Pike to have a rest because he looks cooked, but it's his 100th game, so I think that's probably a little bit harsh to drop him on 99 unless we want a home Canadian game. But. Do a favola? <laughs> Stuck on 99? <laughs> You know what though, like just on Pike, I was a fa- I was a pretty big fan of resting him as well. Um, does anyone like think? Because I don't think he'll play beyond this year, personally. So does it? Doesn't anyone else feel like they kind of want to see how Naismith might go with Tippett? And I mean, why not do it this year? So something, so Naismith has something to work with in the preseason. Like, do you guys feel like that at all, or is that just me? Oh, no, I agree. It's just it's his 100th game, so I don't know if that comes into it. But originally, before I knew that, um, I was thinking Naismith should play this week. I'd rest him against the Gold Coast, only because we're the, the week after is North with Goldstein. Uh, I'd rather have Pike than Naismith for that game, even if Pike's going to be cooked, particularly if that's the case. So I'd rest him for this one, have his 100th game at Eddie Had, and I can see him playing next year but he's going to be phased out with Naismith getting a lot more games. Won't see him after 2016, but I will see him playing then. Um, I would also be wary just about resting um, Pike. In two weeks, in a couple of weeks' time, we do have the bye. So, and the bye not meeting Carlton, um, the actual bye. 
But um, so I I think they'll probably play him this week until the bye and give him a couple of weeks off training. Then we do have Goldstein and Marich coming up for him to play against, though. So that's exactly got to factor into it a little bit. But I wonder if Tippett might rest too because he has trouble finding the Gold Coast when he was going to head home. <laughs> I, I mean, he might play. He, he was he was um. What do you think of his game or his last couple of weeks? Was, Just uh, disappointing. He does everything right, but he doesn't finish it. He he gets his body in the right position to take a mark from the lead. He just does not finish it. It just absolutely shits me. We're paying him, I don't know, like eight hundred thousand dollars a year, or I've just completely made that number up. But we're paying him an absolute crap ton to get his body right and then drop the marks. Like maybe I don't really know if it's a technique or a confidence, or if just one of combination of those two. But yeah, I think it's a combination. I think he, I think he's probably a bit, tired, a bit out of form, but we we have seen him take those marks before, and we've seen him kick the goals before. He got two on the weekend as well. It's usually pretty good crumbing, like crumbing his own ball. But I f- I f- yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. What did you guys um make of the commentary um saying Tivis' performance is currently getting affected by his ruck work, as he's not having it as as he there isn't a player with a huge tank, so running it around the ground is actually affecting his ability to give repeat leads in the forward line. I don't know if I agree with that because he does present repeatedly and he gets himself right. He just doesn't finish it, and I don't think there is a correlation between running too hard and dropping a mark personally. He spends too much time engaging in wrestling, though. He, he's yeah. wrestling for his body size is pretty poor. He gets in the back position a lot. But, but some of that is the kicking towards him. I think he's just um, a little bit out of form. and I, This is probably actually the type of game to get his confidence up. I was hoping the Carlton game might be a four or five goal effort where he sort of came back, but it was more Buddy's night in that regard. But it'd be, maybe if Buddy even rested, Tippett could be the number one target. I don't think we'll be resting Buddy anytime soon. Nah. No, I, no why, why bother? <laughs> he hasn't got long left on his contract. So. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, looking forward to goal. Looking forward to the Gold Coast game this week. Does anyone actually? Is anyone actually worried about any players on their lists, with the exception of maybe Benel this weekend? So I mean, Gary Ablett probably won't be back. No, Gablet won't be back, which is actually which actually makes me sad. He's such an incredible footballer. Honestly, he might be out for the whole year, I read today. No, but apparently, like I was just on their board before, and they were saying that comes from a source that has like literally never even personally looked at, at Gary Ablett. So it's just pretty much pure speculation. I like the looks of Saad. I think he's a good little player, and Hallahan from Hawthorne's gone right. Risky Telly is captain, does a few nice things, and um. That defender, what's his name, May, he's, he's actually not too bad, but the rest of them, they're just scraping the barrel a, a bit. So Colin be Dixon is pretty embarrassing. Can anyone spell Colin Dashney without looking? Or? Okay, let me try. K? Yep. O? L? A? No. E? No. I? No. K O L O D J A S H N I J. Colin Dashney. That's insane. <laughs> Back on the game though, I'm a bit worried about Lynch and Dixon. Maybe if we do have an aging backline, Teddy and Grundy are usually really well, and Reed did show a bit. But I've always been worried. I think it was I think Casbolt got a few running leads off Teddy a few times, 
Good thing he's kicking's woeful, but he still took took far too many for my liking. I don't think the ball will even get into um, their forward line, to be perfectly honest. They are so depleted with injuries in their midfield. I think, what, four or five of their uh, best 22 midfielders are out. I don't think the ball's even going to go down there to be an issue, uh, just personally. Like, right well, now... Jack Martin on the weekend as well. So, so next weekend, they're going to have no Martin, no Amira, no Prestia, and a little-known player as Ablett. I, I, I say they're in a little bit of trouble. It's a shame Malczewski won't be there as well. It would have been nice to... No, I think he'll come back. You reckon? Yeah, he played in the reserves. I th- he oh, had I a hope really he good... the bastard. <laughs> Do, really, though? Like, is nah, it... I, don't, I like Mal. No, you, we well. could never insult Mal after he kicked that goal. Place in history. Yeah. I don't have an issue with Mal leaving. It was totally the right decision for him and his family he's to been, leave. He's been very misused uh, at... Colt, sorry, Colton. Um, they're both just like p- pathetic AFL clubs. I get them mixed up. Um, he's been pathetically used at Gold Coast, though. Like he's had to play so much deeper than what he's used to. I don't think he's going to be a threat, even if he does play. I think he also got picked out when he does his kick-ins. I, if I when he was playing with us, so many times would he kick into himself, run to the left, and kick up the line. He did that so often. I think he's finally been caught out. On doing that, so that the teams are getting better at playing that and stopping him from doing it. Does anyone miss Marshewski, or do you think we've actually coped pretty well without him this year? I think we've coped well without him. I think he would be a definite upgrade on Shaw. Yeah, I'd be an upgrade on Shaw. <laughs> yeah, upgrade on Shaw. Got you miss him? Vaughn, 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 Vaughn. Upgrade on you. Hashtag make Vaughn Vaughn. Continue. Vaughn. You'd be an upgrade on shore, and all you'd be doing is groping Parker in the field. <laughs> Look, it, I, that being said, I think we've all we've actually we've actually coped pretty well without Malchewski this year. We well, miss his kick-ins more than his runoff halfback, perhaps. Yeah. but but Jed is doing pretty well in these kick-ins. Really. <laughs> Jedder is alright, but Jedder some and McVeigh have been our best two kick-ins. Yeah, Jedder and McVeigh have been great this year. I've been it's when Shaw takes a kick in or occasionally Richards is when I really get worried. Yeah. And even when Shaw doesn't take it, I feel like he, he's got his fingerprints all over the mistakes anyway, to be honest. I'd blame him for all of them. Credit where credit's due though. I think he played a pretty good game against Colton. You did? Yeah, like, okay, he had one or two really questionable turnovers, but he provided run, he provided support. Um, I thought, honestly, I don't think a youngster could have done better. Like, I know Jones is injured, but I don't think he could have done more than Shaw. Shaw turnovers um, involved one in every three of Carlton's goals on the weekend were because of a Shaw turnover. Yeah, but I don't think he had that many turnovers. It's like, I know his turnovers were very costly, and they always are costly if you're kicking it out of the half-back line, but I don't think he had as bad as a game as he has had in previous weeks. I no, don't it was any- one of his better games, to be fair. I, I, I didn't think he was that bad against Hawthorne the week before. I liked this game. Um, Carlton on the weekend, he took a, he did a couple of really nice things in the first half, but his second half was deplorable. And one of our other old guys had it. Goodsy had an all right game, two goals. Yeah, um, and moved around quite well. And yeah, he's moved. definitely got the mobility back. Yeah, taking him a while to get 
get into the season, but now that it's going, he's really starting to find some form. I think him going and playing that Neeful game was actually better for him than just subbing for a couple more weeks to get the game time and maybe even playing against a Neeful side to get more confidence back in his game. And he's done really well since. One thing that I'm actually really pleased with of Goods recently is how good is his marking at the moment? Like, it, even when he was at his peak of his powers in, like, 06, he was never a brilliant marker to ball. He was always a running player. But recently, he's been reading the ball so well in the air. It's, if it was a one-on-one contest in our 4-50, I'd actually feel almost the most comfortable with Goods being in the contest. How do you guys feel about that? My biggest issue with Goods at the moment is he's kicking inside 50. It's always quite a big like up and under loop, which just doesn't go into the 50 fast enough and always means a third defender can get back. I think that happened a couple times on the weekend, but that's probably the only real thing I can give him at the moment. I think he's um, kicking full stop beyond about 30 metres is still a bit weak. And you know, yes, he might mark at 40 out, but he's always looking to pass it, and he's done a few little chippy turnover things, but he's moving quite well, and he's creating, he's making a pest of himself down there in that forward line, so I think it's um, working quite well at the moment. But he had a I decent goal from range. He had a decent goal from range on the weekend. Yeah, he did, he did. But I, I think there's a little bit of inconsistency with his field kicking, which, yeah. I think his field kicking has been okay, especially, uh, I, I'm, actually going to disagree in with you, Milky. I think um, not definitely not over, like, as Sir Swan said, over 50 metres or something. But um, the shorter passes, I think that they're always pretty spot on. I do wish he'd hurry up with his kicking, though, um, if that's what you meant at all. Goods has definitely benefited from the strength of our team. Like, before, even three years ago, he would have been one of the first people that coaches tried to tag and definitely now I guess he's more of a second thought with Buddy and and, and Tippett and, and all of these big names so definitely I think his marking has definitely benefited from not having someone body on body to him constantly you know niggling him uh, at every game. His roving at forward 50 stoppages has been pretty good too. He keeps getting off the chain a few times there. I think in three of them he nearly got got the clearance out quickly in there because no one was expecting him to be there because he rarely ever plays in the centre now. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, He did have a couple of stoppages around the midfield on the weekend. He still showed a little bit of dash and Noah's around the stoppage. So I wouldn't be I wouldn't be against him actually getting rotated back in the midfield hopefully in the second half of the year at maybe one or two stoppages a game or centre square bounces, I think. He's actually got a bit of position there. How did you guys rate Ben McGlynn on the weekend and his role in recent weeks? Brings a good energy to the team when he's in form, and I, which I like. He's That's what he gave us last year. I think he's back to last year's form or close, probably not getting quite as much of the ball, pushing forward more, but makes a nice pest of himself and hits the scoreboard. You can't really ask much more from from him with his height and his ability. Milky? Yeah, I can't. Believe, I was just looking at his stats. Then, for such a small fellow, he took seven marks on the weekend. That was just that was that was just cool. I was just looking at that. I think he's done really well. He had a good one fiftieth. Can't really knock him knock him for that. His game against Torthorne that first half was still fantastic. Really, really took it up to them. 
So no, he's very much an important member of our of our team, and I'm glad he's really going. He, if there's one player on our list that deserves a premiership, it has to be McGlynn. Okay, um, do we have any predictions for this week's game against Gold Coast, uh, Vaughn? Uh, I don't. Oh, I don't know. Uh, Sydney by sixty-four. Sixty-four. Any player predictions? Um, I predict that there will be players. I don't know what you want me to predict. You know, like Brad Johnson predicted, Buddy kicked 19. Oh, okay. Something like that. Okay, Buddy Watch. Hashtag Buddy Watch. Um, you know what? I'm sorry, guys. I love my hashtags. Anyway, I think Buddy is going to – actually, forget about Buddy. I don't care how many he kicks. I just want Tippett to kick three or four. Okay. Says ones. Um, I, I'm predicting another similar type game to Carlton, so it might be a bit of a dull dour affair. It might rain, something like that, you know. Um, crowd of about five thousand. I think the Swans will win comfortably. I think. Um, I think we might see another debutant this week. That's my prediction for the week. I don't know who. Maybe Hewitt. Okay, Milky. Day Smith to come in. Uh, Swans by. 36, I don't like tipping really big margins, so only six goals. What Shouldn't need to get out of first gear again. If you were mod, I would bet you modship over that because there is no way in the world we will win by that little. We're not, like we showed against Carlton, we're not a team that absolutely just slaughters teams. Yes, Gold Coast had the injury list a mile long, but I just don't like predicting huge. We could have, I don't know, we pretty much slaughtered Carlton. Like I know the scoreboard didn't reflect them, but it was at 80 at one point, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a real wank, but Milky gets—he gets nervous all week. You're a nervous, you're a nervous little fella. You need to calm down. <laughs> Swans will win. The Swans should win the next three or four games comfortably. I'll just throw all those predictions out there right now, and we'll go into the next Hawthorne game with only two losses. That's my prediction. We are going to get so blasted when we like what finish the season on like five or six losses in this patch because we're such arrogant pricks. Such arrogant wankers. I forgot what I say on a forum or a podcast. I think a lot of people on the board forget that. There is no correlation between what you post and how the players will play. Um, yeah, no. I remember when, I think it was when Hawthorne were losing the, the week we lost against Bulldogs. Everyone was cacking themselves. And what happened? We came a lot out and lost against the Bulldogs. So. Yeah, but that wasn't because I laughed at the Bulldogs. Like, I, I doubt, like, because I wrote, lol, Bulldogs. Like, I don't think... That's because we were mocking Hawthorne that week, I, I remember. Either way, like, I don't really think there's a strong correlation between what we say and what the players do. Just me, though. If you are listening and you do listen to what I say, Luke Parker, propose to me right now. <laughs> Why don't you just propose to him? I mean, you're in the <laughs> same room right now, aren't you? I'm I'm a traditional lady. Uh, no, honestly, um, my predictions for this week will be Swans by about 40 points. I think Hannah's will get, once again, back to above 30 disposals. And my dead set certainty for this week, Vaughn will not be mod. Thank you, everybody, and have a good night. Ciao.